Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode and I just want to say thank you so much for all your feedback about the last episode. I was so happy that you found it was as enlightening as I did, especially when I was researching it. And so to this week's subject, which is something that we all do and we all use on a daily basis and sometimes even in our sleep. It's all about language and words. Tell me, do any of you remember the old phrase we used as children? You know, when we would get really upset and we'd bite back with somebody. Yo, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. How unfortunate was that? And how misunderstood? This was used to hide our hurt. Without actually saying we were hurt. Like a coping mechanism. And it was to do with doing the opposite of the truth. 
However, when we say that physical pain is more than emotional pain, that is not always the truth. As a matter of fact, sometimes it is the complete opposite. There have been some studies in recent years about how positive and negative words can have a huge effect on our lives. Actually, in one study done, it was found that negative words can both contribute and cause stress and long-term anxiety in certain situations. So ultimately then, words can and do affect us in so many different ways, both positively and negatively. Although the negative ones are more intense, positive ones can also have the power to influence the very expression of genes that can regulate our emotional and or physical well-being. I mean, think about it. When we think and use words that are positive, don't we feel better? And if we use negative ones and think negatively, don't we feel like crap? So our language and our words, of course, have an influence on both ourselves and other people. Therefore, we must be careful of how and when we use them. We don't always be politically correct. But we must be careful when we speak either to someone else or even to how we use words towards ourselves. I once heard the phrase which I think fits very perfectly. Our thoughts become our words and our words become our language. And language here is talking about our behaviour and how we move forward with what we say. And again, if you think about it a little bit further, if we heard from our past consistent bad language from our beginning then we're more likely or 95% likely at risk of using the same language as we grow and we develop and we will continue to use it into our everyday communications. Why is it that we use the word Jesus in Dublin in nearly every single sentence? I'm from Dublin so I'm used to using it. Why? Because I heard it in my past in my growing up. And yet, I've rarely heard it said anywhere else. Now, I know some people think we're actually saying Jesus, but no, we're not. Has nothing to do with the religion side of it at all. But that's another topic for another day. Why do young people constantly use the fuck word? Again, almost every second sentence is fuck this, fuck that. Oh, fucking hell, or oh, fuck you. You know, think about it. Where did they hear it? And two, how come they weren't corrected? There's no point in correcting them when they're using it in every second sentence. They should have been corrected when they were young. But why weren't they? Because they were listening to it constantly. So it's a normal thing. It's not meant to be insulting or disrespectful. For them, it's normal. At least in most cases, they're not being disrespectful. It is just something that they've listened to all their lives and have never been corrected into proper language. So for them, it's normal. So why don't you think about the words that you use on a daily basis towards other people or even towards yourself, either alone or in company, at work or in a social gathering? So for example, if I say to you, shit, I've got a fucking massive headache from listening to those fucking cats all night. I'd love to shoot them to hell. What am I really trying to say? How else could it be said? Well, I could get very rational and unemotional by saying, 
I think pest control would be able to remove those stray cats that I've been listening to outside my window all night. That would ensure that I don't get another headache. However, that would not give the image that I want to convey to you. Does it? No. Then I could change a few of the words like, I have a dreadful headache from those cats last night. They were fighting so much and making such a racket that they kept me awake and it has given me an awful headache now. There is yet another way that I could be saying it. And this is by taking the story out of the way. I have a headache and I feel tired. By including the story, what am I actually looking for? Sympathy? Comfort? Understanding? Or permission to feel what I feel? Anger? Why do I need permission? And from whom am I looking for permission? But that's another avenue. And again, that's for another day. So back to our language and words. What have we learned? Words have power. Words drive how we behave. Words shape what we believe. Overall, our words shape how we live our lives. How we live our lives in the world and therefore will shape our world. We can either uplift our lives and our energy or we can lower our energy with the words we use either to ourselves or to others. If you want to test this out, try this. For one morning, be as negative as you can and see how you feel in the afternoon. See how you are around people. And then do the opposite the following day. Be as positive as you can all morning and see how you are afterwards towards yourself and towards other people. If you do it right, then you'll see exactly how your own words can affect your life your thought pattern and how you behave. There was a scientist back in the 1990s, I'll be damned if I can remember what his name is. He did a couple of experiments and one of them, I think he was Japanese, yeah, I think he was Japanese, um, where he put two cups of cooked rice in a classroom and they were about maybe a foot apart and he asked the primary school kids that over a period of 30 days, that twice a day they would shout and scream into one cup called the negative cup and they would say everything they could possibly think of being negative into that cup and into the other cup which was called the positive cup they were to be kind and gentle and say all positive things they noticed that over the 30 days that the negative cup the rice in the negative cup started to turn black and shrivel up while the rice in the positive cup remained the same. Now I can hear the question the reason the rice turned black was because it might have been near a window or the the rice might have been contaminated with bugs and flies and all that. They were both in the same place. They were both exposed to the same thing except the words of the children. You will have your own thoughts on why and what happened. So let's look at something else. How many of us on our daily routine and daily life use phrases like oh god I'm so stupid or I hate my hair or I'm so bloody clumsy. We don't think that we're being negative or that these will have any effect on us but they do that's the problem and here is the scientific possibility. Sound vibrations travel four times faster through water than it does through air. And remember, we are made up of 70% water. 
So why wouldn't the vibrations of all our own negative words or positive words affect us? So if you're constantly negative towards yourself, then you will behave and speak in a negative way. And the same with positive words. Try it out. Test it for yourself. Don't just believe me. Don't just believe the scientists. Even in Proverbs, it talks about the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. I mean, come on. Most of us use the same negative words over and over again out of pure habit because it's easy to say. The problem with that is the more we say it, the more we think it, the more we even contemplate it, the more it's going to have power over me. And that's because we use repetition as a way to learn. We search for pattern and consistency about the world around us and how we can make sense of it. I mean, if you think about it, how many of you can remember when World War II started? But yet, if I asked you to remember and repeat your two times tables or your three times tables, I will guarantee that you'll be able to do it. It might take a couple of minutes, but you'll do it because we learned out of repetition. Especially if you're my age group. Two times two is four. Four times four is eight. Eight times. Get the picture? Because we were made to repeat it over and over again. See, we do remember little things like that. Or when an old tune comes into your head and you can't get it out of your head. Again, repetition. We know it from of old. If we're not fully compass mentis of what we're looking at, consistency will trump truth every single time. So just think about it. How many times have you called yourself an idiot, untalented, ugly, or any other negative word? And how many times did you believe it? Because your internal system is trying to shape a false self because of what it feels. So in order to consciously understand the power of words, start with the ones that you've been using most of your life. See if they're negative or positive. And don't use the excuse Ah, well, I don't say it that often. And sure, look, it's only a word. Words have power. The sooner you get that into your head, the quicker you'll actually learn. So try being kind to yourself. Offer yourself the same empathy and compassion you'd extend to anybody else. Never make your body the butt of any joke. Words have power. And our negative words don't have a sense of humour. It's almost totally impossible for your words to echo in anyone else's body but your own. Okay, if you're out for a meal and the meal is horrible, instead of saying that meal was absolutely disgusting or horrible, try saying something different like, do you know, I've had better. You want to speak the truth, but you don't have to do it in a negative way. You don't have to be putting that negativity through your body. And you even used a positive word to do it. Try saying something that you like, like you had a good time at a concert. Ramp up the positive energy in your life. Try putting more positivity in your life. But don't lie about it. The positivity has to be truthful. Like You can't say, oh, I'm feeling wonderful when I'm actually feeling like shit. Because that's not going to work. It's just going to confuse your whole system. Here's a trick that might help. Put some um, positive thoughts on post-it notes and stick it around your house. And start to say lovely things about your family or your goals or your dreams. See, there's my list to starting a new way of being. And it's not a list that you don't know. It's one that you do know. And to give you an example of this, yesterday, sorry, Friday, I went to see my doctor 
and I turned out to be having a medical emergency. So I was sent over to the county hospital here in Mullingar. And from the accident and emergency, I was sent to the AMAU, which is the Acute Medical Assessment Unit. And I was there all day. But so as I wouldn't feel bored, which I was doing on a regular basis, I decided to people watch. And it's a great hobby of mine. I do it quite a lot. And here's where words came in. I watched people speaking to other people and they being pleasant and they being kind and they being not happy because it wasn't a very happy place to be, but gentle, kind, respectful. Nothing was too much. I know when they spoke to me, they were very gentle, but very honest, told me exactly what was going on, what they knew and what they didn't know. But I also saw the moments where anger was brought into the fray, where people not happy with what they were being told, took it out on the people around them, even though the people around them might have had nothing to do with the situation. Watching security trying to calm people down because they were angry and using words that you wouldn't use in front of a child. But at the same time, understanding the anger, security were still gentle, still trying to use words to calm the person down. What do you do when words are not enough? Oh, I think that was a song, wasn't it? When words are not enough. Can't remember the song. Maybe somebody will tell me. What is it that you use? We become physical then because we've lost the ability to think outside of the words we know how to use or that we're used to using. So, the going away comment. Think strongly about the words that you use and the effect it can have on people. But more especially, the effect that it can have on you internally. And just to say thank you to all those who sent me good wishes over the last day or two since I came home and who have known the medical emergency that I've had. So thank you. Your thoughts and your prayers have been very appreciated. So until I won't be here next week because I have to give a workshop in Roscommon next week on the inner child. Should be fun. Can't wait for it. So have a wonderful two weeks and I shall be talking to you in two weeks time. Stay safe and stay calm, but also stay well. Namaste to you all. Every now and again I find That the world is too much for me I know it happens to you When the blows bring you to your knees And it hurts to be small And it hurts to be weak But it's hardest of all Full of words you
Oh.